This is your host, Nick Riley, and you're listening to the One Day Advice Podcast. Together, we're going to take a ride inside the world of personal finance. I'm going to give you a fully transparent, behind-the-scenes look into the financial services industry, helping you to optimize your financial life along the way. The stock market has moved around a lot lately, thanks to news about the Omicron variant of COVID-19, talks to the Fed speeding up tapering, and rising inflation numbers, and also so-called financial commentators stating that the market is overvalued. As a side note, here's a fun activity you can do. Google stock market overvalued and insert a random year, and you'll find articles of prominent news sources for a large majority of years that talk about the market being overvalued. Some examples from 2012 include U.S. stocks are overpriced by 50%, CNBC, 34 to 50% overvalued, Business Insider, or Reuters, uh, Nobel Prize Economist warns of U.S. stock market bubble, and that's just from 2012. And by the way, the stock market increased by 13% that year and is up over 250% since 2012. So now why, why should you embrace this volatility that we're experiencing in the market? Well, if making money in the stock market was a sure thing every single year, it wouldn't be an investment. Getting a good return requires taking on some risk. According to this risk return trade-off, the potential return rises with an increase in risk. In other words, risk and potential returns are highly correlated, but do not always move to the same ratio. For instance, if stocks have already returned 9% annually since 1950 with a 15% standard deviation, uh, a way of measuring risk that is, finding an annual return of an extra 1% may bring on another 5% of standard deviation. So it's not always a the same ratio uh, when you increase risk or re- increase the return. This same trade-off works in all aspects of life. It's nothing new. Starting a business is risky. If you believe in the idea and your ability to execute, the reward is oftentimes worth that risk. And the best example I can think of that most people don't even bat an eye over or put much thought into is a degree. When you graduate from high school and you want to increase your compensation potential, you may pursue a college degree. But that college degree isn't free. It costs a lot of money and a whole lot of your time and attention that you'll no longer be able to put to use elsewhere. So there's a risk attached to that decision. You risk not getting the job you wanted and being left with a ton of student loan debt. Now let's go back to the stock market and its volatility, which is the main reason why we are having this episode. I'm going to provide some updated data as of November 30th, uh, 2021. So just a couple days ago uh, when I'm recording this, and this is all from JP Morgan. The first data point uh, is with the ranges 1980 to 2020 and the average return of the S&P 500 uh, known as the stock market uh, returned 9% uh, each year over that period on an annualized basis I should say and the average you know despite that average return the average intra-year drop uh, was 14.3% and that intra-year drop is defined as peak to trough. Uh, and 
annual returns were still positive in 31 of those 41 years. And so far in 2021, there is a 22% gain year to date and a 5% uh, peak to trough uh, inter-year drop. So that just goes to show how much the market actually drops every single year. Uh, there is a lot of volatility, and that's really the only consistency in the market is that it will continue to be volatile. And I think there's a lot of people that are, especially those newer to investing, younger generations, they've experienced such a long bull market where you know markets continue to go up. Uh, so it's, it's set expectations uh, for a lot of people. But it's important to note that even in any given year, the market uh, will decline to some extent. And that doesn't mean that the stock market will be down in that given year. So based on those numbers, you have a 75% chance that the market will be up in any given year. And with regards to time diversification and the volatility of returns, there's another data point that I want to point out to you. And these numbers are, uh, are from a range of 1950 to 2020. And during that time frame, the annualized return of the stock market was 11.3%. And the annualized return for bonds or fixed income was 5.9%. So I'm going to provide you with some data on rolling returns during that 70-year period. So this is 70 years worth of data. Uh, in one year, rolling returns, the stocks had a range of annual total returns of negative 39% to positive 47%. That is a huge range. But like I said earlier, there's a 75% chance that the market is going to be up uh, in any given year. So while that there is that big range, you know that negative 39%, uh, that could happen in any given year as well. Uh, and with regards to a five-year rolling return, so we're expanding that rolling re return uh, time horizon, stocks move... Uh, have a, a range of annual total returns of negative 3% to 28%. So a much smaller range of total returns, but still pretty big in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so in, in any five-year period, you could potentially, the, the lowest return over a five-year period is that negative 3%. Uh, and then if we move to the 10-year rolling returns, the market had a range of annual total returns of negative 1% on the low end to positive 19% on the high end. So you can see these ranges are slowly getting more narrow. And then lastly, on 20-year rolling returns, the range of annual returns for the stock market was a positive 6% to 17%. So in no 20-year period was the market, the overall stock market down uh, between 1950 and 2020. So what this tells you is, is no matter your time horizon, like there is a chance that the market could be down, uh, especially, but that chance will increase 
the shorter your time horizon for investing is going to be. So the longer you have to invest, the lower that potential range of return. Uh, and it's essentially smoothing out the risk from volatility. And that's, you know, time is the ultimate in uh, reducing your risk in the stock market. So while you don't need to memorize any of this historical data, uh, you should cement that lesson into your brain and let it constantly serve as a reminder to diligently continue to invest. So what should you do? You know, what's the takeaways here? Well, you should reframe risk in your mind. Don't focus on volatility as risk. Think instead of not investing as the bigger risk. If you don't invest today, you could be risking your financial future, the goals you have, the things you want, the peace of mind, and the lifestyle you want. Now, do me a favor. Don't worry about what you hear in the news. Yes, it will always be there, uh, but you don't need to let it take your attention. Invest today for a better tomorrow. And that is what One Day Advice is all about. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Nick Riley, the founder of One Day Advice. If you like what you've heard, we'd greatly appreciate your help in spreading the word. After all, we are financial educators, not marketers. Thanks for listening and remember to leave us a review. Nick Riley is the founder of One Day Advice, an independent fiduciary and fee-only registered investment advisor. Nick serves as a wealth advisor and educator to his clients. All opinions expressed by Nick and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of One Day Advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment or financial decisions.